Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. Well, hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, recording here at NGC Studios on June 29th, 2017. And I want to thank you very much for joining me today on the podcast. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can follow me on Twitter at assembly underscore NGC. Follow me on Gab at Sam Whitfield. You can like our Facebook page at the Whitfield Report and also check out AmericanWatchman.org, uh, proud partner of the show, and uh, where we get a lot of our, where you can find my uh, blog too over at American Watchman. And it's good to be back, folks. We've had a bit of a hiatus from the podcast. We did have uh, Mick, Galka, Gianquinto a few uh, weeks ago. But uh, really, we haven't been on much uh, afterwards. But we're coming out of our hiatus. Um, Everyone on the American Watchmen team is back now. And... This week, big, big uh, article came out 
this week on American Watchmen, I wrote a post which was published on Tuesday about the alt-right, ladies and gentlemen. And it was kind of a follow-up to an article I had written a year ago in which I said that the alt-right was basically an organic movement of young, rowdy millennials who were basically just the counterculture to the GOP establishment and to the radical left disguising their Marxist and globalist propaganda as social justice, quote-unquote. And I I wrote a piece like that about a year ago describing the alt-right because to me, that's what the the alt-right is. It's an alternative way of describing the conservative message through media and pop culture, um, through memes similar to what we did. Um, we talked to people like the to Sarah Hagmeyer. Uh, we talked to Josh Lakesh, who was friends with Milo. The alt-right, my version of the alt-right, which inevitably turned out to be simply called the America First Movement, was the counterculture, ladies and gentlemen. And yet, there is this fringe group now, which I guess has claimed the term alt-right, run by Richard Spencer, who's essentially a white nationalist and he pulled a uh, stupid stunt, a stupid publicity stunt a few years ago uh, or no, during the election actually where he uh, Zeke hiled uh, Trump and basically he's called for an ethno state for America to be a white ethno state, he and his followers seem to think that America is a white European ethno state, and that's what our ideals are based on. And recently, him and his followers have also um, gone on to attack other con other conservatives, actual actual conservatives, like uh, Laura Loomer, because she's Jewish. And so, kind of the story to this article that I published a few days ago on American Watchmen, there were two big rallies in Washington D.C. this previous weekend, one was the right to free speech rally, and one was the rally against political violence speech. Now, the free speech rally was um, attended by uh, Richard Spencer, I believe James Alsop was there, 
uh, Bake to Alaska was there, and uh, you know they had the, they had their free speech rally, and then the rally against political violence had um, Laura Loomer, Lucy Ann uh, Wintrich, who is going to be our guest this week, and Mike Cernovich. And to be honest, folks, to me, it, it seemed more or less like both rallies kind of covered the same thing in terms of free speech, which was a good thing. Uh, again, I I didn't watch both rallies in their entirety. I kind of popped on from one Periscope stream to another uh, where I could kind of just watching both. Um, but the whole controversy began on Twitter about the alt-right versus the quote-unquote alt-right. And I had remembered that back in August, I had written that column on American Watchmen, which I mentioned at the beginning of the program, and which I described the alt-right as more of a grass roots counterculture movement. So I wrote an article this week basically correcting that and saying that the alt-right does not reflect the organic counterculture movement that I brought up uh, originally. And I similarly named uh, Lucian Wintrich in the blog post. And the alt-right fanboys, once I posted it to, it to Facebook and Twitter, they just started coming out the woodworks, uh, saying that Wintrich, you know, has unfairly accused Richard Spencer of uh, being like a sexual predator, and that, you know, I, I, I'm not willing to give the alt-right a chance, uh, which is ironic because... As I've said on the show before, I'm willing to have any guest on, on so long as they're willing to bring cohesive points to the table. Um, I interviewed James Ossup back in, I think, January or February of this year. Um, I knew at the time he had interviewed Richard Spencer and I knew he would be a somewhat controversial figure at the time, but I still enjoyed having him on, and I think his viewpoints on the topics of media and kind of how uh, the media landscape is changing things are very valuable. Um, so, without further ado, I, I want to play my interview with... Uh, Lucien Wintrich because we talked about the alt-right and how the alt-right kind of fits into the conservative umbrella, which it really doesn't, um, but we talked about their effect, we talked about media bias, um, what he's doing to fight against the left-wing media, we talked about his background, how he got started out as a college student at Bard and what he's 
doing right now. And we also very briefly covered the James O'Keefe Project Veritas expose at CNN this week. So we covered a lot of ground on Tuesday night. I was very glad to have him on. And without further ado, I want to play for you my interview with Mr. Lucian Wintrich of Gateway Pundit. Enjoy. Welcome to this week's guest segment for the Whitfield Analysis. Joining me now is White House correspondent for Gateway Pundit, Lucien uh, Wintrich. Now, earlier this week, I released a column criticizing the alt-right and how I feel that Richard Spencer has bastardized the meaning of alternative to mean basically a Nazi hate group. And I mentioned... Uh, Lucian, just in passing, along with uh, Laura Loomer, and Spencer's sympathizers immediately started criticizing my column, saying that uh, I don't know anything about uh, Wintrich and that he somehow um, slandered Richard Spencer as a sexual predator and that he's also attacked some other um, alt-right sympathizers. So I figured I would do my due diligence as a podcaster and as a journalist and uh, ask Lucian to clarify his position. And uh, also I've read Lucian's column for a, for a while, so I just wanted to have him on. So uh, Lucian, welcome to the program. How are you doing tonight? Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for having me. It is uh, always a pleasure. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I'm, do I'm doing right, uh, all right right now. I am <laughs> uh, just sort of at war with some of the, the uh, mainstream liberal media down here in D.C. They're trying to uh, revoke a lot of um, independent journalists and uh, right-leaning journalists and, and largely new media people from White House and uh, DC political access. So we're, we're trying to fight back there. It's been a, a fight that's surprisingly enough uh, started about two weeks ago and it's still it's still running. I sort of thought I could uh, help correct some of this by now, but uh, yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's the current battle. So you're fighting the leftist media, and then you're fighting the alt-right media as well. So you have your work uh, cut out for for you there. Yeah, you know, a lot of stuff is sort of just uh, culminated. I wouldn't, you know, I'm fighting, I think, the mainstream media and a little bit more seriously than than uh, the sort of so-called, uh, well, the, the basically the Richard Spencer personality cult, whatever they want to call themselves. And... I mean, you know, that's that's more of a, I think, spare time uh, thing. Right. I really don't take in that seriously. What I will say is I think it's pretty 
Uh, I, I, you know, my boss thinks he's a uh, plant. Um, Ann Coulter has told me she doesn't think he has any real ideology. He's literally just in it uh, for the likes and the shares. And to because he feels he feels that that's the only way of him uh, him get, having friends, I guess. <laughs> that was uh, Ann Coulter's theory. Um, and uh, you know, I I personally I just really don't like uh, when the when, when the left is already calling us Nazis and white supremacists, and we're like, no, we believe in small government, we believe in, in uh, liberty for all citizens, we're, um, we're, we're for more freedom in America, and we're fighting for more freedom. And then you have uh, somebody uh, who says, well, actually, uh, real conservatism is being a Nazi, and uh, is creating an ethnostate, and expanding the government, and statism, and all the things that, that honestly aren't conservative, but he's billing it as conservative, I do have an issue with that. Um, and uh, lo and behold, people who know that I have an issue with that, every every leading conservative voice, every uh, largely conservative voice in media um, has major, major problems with uh, Richard Spencer. We obviously uh, applaud his, his right to uh, to speak. We uh, Freedom of speech exists in this country, thank goodness. But... Um, He's try he is repeatedly trying to lump himself in with us and sort of uh, hitch a, uh, uh, a mule to our, our what's it, what is it, a wagon to our mule, whatever the expression yeah. is. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, his, his, uh, one of his uh, uh, fanboys tried to uh, trick us into speaking before him at this uh, free speech rally, so-called free speech rally. Um, and when we learned that this was basically uh, somewhat of, you know, it would have been funny if they succeeded, but we learned that we would have been billed uh, under Richard Spencer, the keynote. Obviously, that, that is an indirect endorsement of Richard Spencer's ideas, regardless of what they want to call the rally or regardless of how they're trying to bill it. Um, you don't want a bunch of conservatives in media and Republicans in media speaking right before white nationalists and then the next day having to uh, to argue with uh, the liberal press that's already calling everybody Nazis because of Richard Spencer. Um, I mean, it, it's just, you know, it's a very muddled, uh, uh, frustrating situation that I think he's he's trying to put uh, conservatives, specifically conservative uh, conservatives in media in. Right. And I mean, I, I argued, I saw that you retweeted my column today and, you know, thank you for for that. But I I argued, as I've argued in the past, like you said, that conservatives already have a hard enough time, uh, you know, trying to kind of defeat the lefts. Uh, every on the everyone on the right is a Nazi, including the two gay guys, Milo and uh, Lucian. And uh, you know, we've been fighting that kind of old meme for a while, and it just like like you said, you know, a lot of people on the right do consider Spencer to be a joke, I certainly do, but it does give me some concern when you have uh, some personalities out there trying to uh, legitimize Spencer's platform and make him more mainstream. Am I the one that's concerned about that, or...? Uh... You know, I really don't think, and his rally was, was sort of, I think, a showcase of that. Spencer really isn't, um, by any means, he likes to claim he's a household name. I mean, a walk around a household. It's very few people who are outside of our sort of conservative media circles have any idea who this uh, this doofus is. Um, so I I don't know it, it, the what what he's doing is just, I mean it's it's the entire thing is disingenuous. The the entire thing is is just I think bad for 
for uh, conservatives. And then all you know, all of a sudden, recently, he decided to punch uh, right more than usual. And I, I have no idea, uh, no hesitation in punching right uh, if, if that uh, an individual is going to do that. But you know, the the argument that they're that they're sort of using against uh, us and they're they uh, what are calling us the alt light or whatever, which is just a uh, Silly, it's supposed to be. They can't even come up with good insults. They're, they're calling us the alt light, and they're trying to. They're essentially uh, trying to pass us Nazi uniforms, and, and they're saying put these uh, put these uniforms on. And we're like, well, no, we don't really want uh, that sort of messaging. Um, we don't want to put these uniforms on. And then they, uh, Richard Spencer and his his little uh, hodgepodge of folks, they say, oh wow, you don't believe in freedom of fashion. You don't think you could wear anything you want in America. It's like, yeah, um, I, I do believe uh, that you can wear anything, or we all can. I personally don't want to wear that. So they're conflating these issues of, of what is uh, sort of freedom and then trying to impose on others a way of thinking or, uh, or a certain type of rhetoric uh, while they, that they claim is conservative but is the opposite of that. And when they're confronted, they say, oh, well, you just don't believe in, in uh, freedom of speech or fashion. Right, <laughs> uh, it's right. a joke. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. Um, now, regarding the two rallies that went on this weekend, there seems to be a bit of confusion as to how many people were actually at both rallies. My impression is that neither rally, your rally, and the one that you and Laura held, and the one that uh, Allsup and the others held, uh, it seems to me that neither of those rallies really got as big as either some people promoted um, on Twitter. Uh, what's yeah, I mean, it, to be uh, cutting around the bullshit, you know, obviously uh, the the people that I was uh, speaking with at our rally, a lot of it, um, I don't think I really did, uh, although I'm sure there's there's sort of a, a crowd-sized joke in there. But yeah, the, the alt-right rally, they were saying, oh, we totally demolished them, Huge, biggest crowd in history to ever show up for one of these. Uh, this is a... a this is going to go down in our Wikipedia page as the most successful thing ever. And then um, everybody, you know, a bunch of people on my side, they were like, yeah, we totally, um, our, our rally was the biggest thing ever. The alt-right rally, it was just a few fringe uh, um, uh, white identitary people in, in polos and um, uh, sort of just hobbling around. So, you know, <laughs> neither of the rallies were, were that massive. They really weren't. They, I'd say... Um, both of them, and you know, it's also tricky because, uh, Richard was in a slightly, or actually, you no, know, far more touristy populated thing, so, uh, it's, it's really hard to, and obviously we're in front of the White House and the park, so tourists are going to be interested to see what's going on with us, too. Right. Uh, I'd say the, the base numbers probably... Oh, it's, it's so, so tricky. I don't, I, between 75 and a. I, I, see, I don't even think um, – it'd be interesting to actually look at all the pictures and count the people. I feel like that wouldn't be too hard. There were a lot of pictures taken at both rallies. And, I, you know, I'm so bad at those uh, guess how many jelly beans in the jar games right, that right. I don't even want to try to guess, uh, <laughs> guess people in the crowd sizes. Uh, Cernovich <laughs> said um, in his, on his Periscope that there were only about, like, 50 or 60 by his count and uh, – you know, that's still a pretty good size, considering that it was like a free rally and that it was 
you know, only or, or again. At the, at the uh, what is it, political violence, the one we were throwing? Yeah, now, now explain that, too, because uh, that's, that leads into another segue I wanted to talk about, because there are some uh, critics on the right that uh, feel like the rally against violence was kind of like a uh, SJW white type uh, deal, and that somehow, um, you know, you guys were, you know, pulling the same anti, you know, free speech thing. That you know, I, yeah, that's a really good, uh, interesting observation, I'll say. Um, I, I was personally, uh, okay, well, obviously, Steve Scalise uh, uh, was just shot. Um, there have been a lot of acts of sort of violence uh, from the, the left. You do have Antifa groups like that saying it's all right to punch anybody as long as they're a Nazi. But then thanks to people like Richard Spencer, we're all considered Nazis because he's trying to put us all in the same category as him, um, which is, again, why a lot of why multiple people do think he's a uh, he's a plant from the left because it's almost too perfect. Um, and so, I mean, there there was sort of that notion, <clears throat> you know, I think what what it really comes down to, though, aside from the, the violence being perpetrated by the left, is uh, we we threw this together in a in literally a week, and so uh, I admittedly I think some of our themes and uh, our typically strong messaging was rushed and convoluted. Um, I personally I was very confused uh, by some of the signs uh, on the stage and around the thing that said, uh, what, say no to hate speech and nonsense like that. I had, originally, I thought those people were protesting us, and then I was told they're conservatives. So I, I, I will say I personally was a little bit confused about the weird mixed messaging. Um, but, you know, it, that doesn't really, the name of the rally, I think, doesn't really matter in the same sense as Richard Spencer calling his a free speech rally. That really doesn't matter. Uh, what does matter is the content of... Um, I think the various speeches and our rally had, I think it had some pretty, it had some boring speeches. It also had some really strong speeches and it had some uh, uh, sort of pretty interesting perspectives. And then obviously it is important as conservatives in the media for us to be able to walk around and to um, interact with the people who, uh, who read our articles and our columns and, and <clears throat> enjoy our reporting. So, I mean, that was another purpose of it. So, Messaging, we are definitely uh, convoluted. I, I barely understand uh, uh, how it's all cohesive, but I think I think the actual experience that a lot of people had there was very positive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I would, I would largely agree. I, I didn't tune into the whole um, round myself. I'm I'm down here in Florida, and uh, you know, obviously, I tried watching the uh, the periscopes that people had on uh, when I could, and. Uh, kind of tuning into both rallies, and for the most part, I will say this: both rallies seemed, um, you know, pretty civil. People weren't at, at each other's throats. But I mean, I I do think that you guys brought up an important point with the whole uh, shooting of Steve uh, Scalise, and uh, then with Kathy Griffin's, um, you know, fake beheading of Trump. That yeah, I mean, political violence. We have a right to free speech, but also there are there is some rhetoric that we should maybe question as um, conservatives. So I think that's you know a good point. 
Um, just kind of going into your background, uh, how did you get started in political commentary? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I um, I studied under Walter Russell Mead back in uh, back at Bard. Um, I don't know. I, I considered myself somewhat uh, liberal or, or libertarian in high school, and then I. Although I don't really know to be to be honest or genuine. I don't know if I was really political at all in high school. I, I just. Uh, um, I grew up in the uh, in sort of the city where you know the, there's the liberal mentality that oh if you're uh, educated and and smart you're a liberal, and so I, I just blindly accepted that. And then I went to college at Bard, which is one of the most liberal colleges in the country. Um, and I uh, at the time one of my very good friends, she was a uh, I don't want to name her, but a girl from uh, Kentucky, beautiful uh, blonde girl from Kentucky, and. She was being she was being uh, just brutally ripped apart at a party for uh, for being conservative, and I jumped in and I said, okay, well, uh, what do you guys actually believe? Why, uh, where do you get off attacking her ideology or her her uh, political beliefs? And I started debating with them, and I realized that they not only had no real framework for for the uh, a lot of their ideas behind liberalism and progressivism and uh, some of them of course socialism and communism uh, as ignorant as that is but uh, I realized that I might have been guilty of sort of the same things of not actually of just like sort of shaking my head oh yeah uh, liberals are smart um, without really exploring the different political ideologies so I I re-registered my classes in, in uh, from what from uh, I think film largely and uh, in psychology to political science, uh, military strategy, diplomatic strategy, and theology. And uh, yeah, I just I sort of immersed myself in all the different political ideologies, and I, I realized that the sort of a classical conservative ideology makes the absolute most sense. Not only for me as a as a uh, free spirited individual, but also for this country and to to sort of continue uh, the advancement of uh, Western civilization, if that makes sense. Interesting. So much like uh, one of my heroes, Andrew Breitbart, you kind of did a a one eighty from a default liberal starting out in college and ended up kind of becoming a uh, you know. I wouldn't say a diehard in the wall right wing conservative, but definitely somewhat of a more conservatarian uh, persuade. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely that's definitely uh, fair. I mean, but, yeah. By the end of college, by my senior year, I was I was very uh, I was actually very right wing after the second uh, after Obama was elected a um, a second time for whatever reason that really did it for me. Uh, and I, I became I, I was actually sickened by the liberal media and how they really did uh, systematically just try to eliminate one by one uh, uh, all the Republicans running and then while continuously boosting Obama up and then uh, pretending that they were impartial. And I actually I wrote my senior thesis. So I, I, I despise the liberal media. Uh, uh, at that point, and I wrote my senior thesis on essentially how we, through social media, can correct for that and uh, take the mainstream media out. Uh, 
and then I went into advertising, humorously enough, and that occupied my time for two or three years before. What, what, what <laughs> kind? Of, what kind of grade did you get on that thesis? I, I'm just curious. I, I, did you have a lot of liberal professors in college? Oh, they were all very liberal. They, um, <clears throat> they. I think they gave me. <laughs> they gave me a terrible, terrible grade. They, they gave me maybe a, uh, a C minus. Um, and then, actually, last year, no, when was this? Right after I spoke at Bard, an email was uh, was leaked to me from the uh, the main professor handling the grading of that paper. And uh, he said, I'm so sorry I even let him write about this. This is disgusting how he implemented it. So my ideas were my ideas were valid, which is what I thought right, from the beginning. Right. Like, and that really that a lot of that happened at Bard too. But I really stuck to my guns. I would write very conservative papers, and every time, uh, a lot of the time, I'd be an A student. All of a sudden, the teacher would realize that I'm not playing devil's advocate. I do believe in in sort of a, I believe classically conservative uh, ideologies. And when they'd realize that, uh, all of a sudden there'd be there'd be uh, 180 shifts in. Um, <laughs> uh, in what they're what they're uh, writing at the top of my papers, um, yeah. and you know it's it's very very frustrating because you know you also don't don't know um, if uh, if what if your ideas are actually going to work or if you are on the right track if people are just grading you on ideological grounds, and I actually I reread my my thesis uh, oh my gosh maybe two weeks ago just to see. Just to see if it really, I mean, I've been utilizing a lot of the tactics I talk about in it. In it. Um, it was a good paper. It was a very, I think, I, I'm going to definitely say it was, it was a, uh, I think it was a solid, uh, I had some typos in it, I noticed, but it was a t solid A minus, uh, if you consider the typos. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as, as, a, as a college student myself, um, you know, going through, you know, college right now, I've definitely noticed some of the same things where, uh, you know, where you kind of have to be careful not to really, you know, tip your hand as a full-blown conservative. And uh, I'm not doing it myself any favors by wearing a Trump hat on uh, campus. But um, even so... But you know, it, that's so important, I think, for it to be ashamed or to, to, especially in college environments, for the left to make us feel like we should be ashamed for believing in some of the principles that that made this country thrive and made this country succeed i think there's there's something kind of disgusting about that and i think i do think can actual conservative visibility and being vocal about it is very important that is how we we will uh, continue to succeed in the future uh, absolutely ab absolutely um so any other uh Topics. What are what are you working on right now? You mentioned uh, battling the left uh, winning media. What did you think of? Uh, I'm just curious. Uh, what did you think of that CNN uh, reveal tape that Project Veritas released today? Um. Oh, I, I mean, you know, I th I think as uh, yeah, I think it's very very damning for CNN. Uh, CNN. I'll definitely say say that much. Um, I. I thought it was incredible. You know, James is, has uh, previously a couple of times uh, teased me with various videos, and then they'd come out and they really weren't that exciting, or they didn't have the the content that I, I was really praying for. And I don't think we could have done much better than having a CNN producer basically say they're fake news. Um, 
like in in all the in all the uh, yeah i mean it was i think it was pretty it was pretty incredible i know that a lot of us uh, in conservative media were dancing our our uh, dancing on our desks today yeah um and that you know i i, def- I definitely agree with you that kind of brings up uh one i wouldn't always call it a concern because like you i mean i definitely thought it was great but I, I do question um, whether or not this will really change things because those of us in conservative media, those of us who kind of run in the same social circles, I mean, I've known since, I've been, I've been doing political commentary since I was uh, 14 years old in, in eighth grade. I've known for a pretty long time that CNN is biased, you know, to the left and whatnot. So to us, uh, so to us, this was nothing new. Um, my question is, do you think that this will kind of, and I know you're just one person, but do you think this will kind of red pill, um, you know, the average apolitical citizen in the country? Or do you think... Uh, um, that's an interesting question. That's a very interesting question. Um not necessarily. Obviously, it does serve as, as a, a pretty incredible confirmation bias for us, but that is a very, very, very good question. I don't think the left press is going to pick it up, and the way that I've been writing about it and the way that other people have been writing about it, um, we haven't really utilized it to to pull more people uh, from the left over to understanding what's going on in liberal media. So, I mean, it's, it doesn't uh, uh, really mean that we can't do that in the future. We can't still still use it as a tool to uh, shed more light on that. But, yeah, that's not really how we initially used it, how any, anybody really initially used it, I think. Right. All right, well, uh, you know, I, it's always good to get... Uh, other opinions on that too um so uh, first of all i want to thank you for coming on and uh where can we find you around the web well 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 um you can check out my twitter which is at lucian wintrich you can uh um you know that's that's <laughs> basically oh uh well obviously gateway the gateway it is the, uh, um, I'm the White House correspondent for the largest uh, political news website in the Midwest. Uh, what else? What else? Um, I, I, did, I did see that you have your own blog. Are you still operating that? or? I, you know, um, uh, yeah, you can check out LucianWintrich.com. I'll post on that maybe once every year and a half. So uh, <laughs> check back frequently. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, thank you very much for your time, sir, and uh, we'll talk at you down the road. So Sweet, absolutely. Have thank a great you. night. You too. Bye.
Alrighty, and that segment concludes our interview with Mr. Lucien Wintrich. Again, I want to thank you for coming on the program, Lucien. Uh, folks, you can follow Lucien on Twitter at Lucien B. Wintrich and read his articles over at Gateway Pundit. Um, he has a website, but he doesn't update it very often. So, yeah, I think Twitter would be the best place to uh, reach him. Um, at any rate, that was a great interview, and I do want to touch on one thing briefly before the end of the program, and I mentioned this in the interview with Lucien uh, on Tuesday, um, but I want to bring it up here again, just uh, host to audience. Many of you have asked me what I've, what my thoughts are on the James O'Keefe CNN um, video expose, and I'm going to take a, a a stance which may be unpopular right now, but we'll see how it plays out. Overall, let me just say this: I've been a fan of James O'Keefe since the days of uh, Andrew Breitbart and the whole Acorn uh, scandal reveal, which was the story that made him and made Project Veritas. I've always admired the way that James and his team uh, do things in the name of truth. And I believe he is one of the last journalists here in America. Having said that, regarding the CNN reveal tapes, on the one hand, this is great for conservatives because obviously this is a vindication of everything conservatives have said for years about CNN. That they're bias to the left that they slant their sources unbelievably that they don't criticize the left that they're basically fake news but this valediction of ours could also prove to work in favor of us but it might also Prove to be ineffective towards the left. And let me explain real quick. Okay, for us as conservatives, as I said before, the vast majority of us already know that CNN is a left-leaning organization and that they can't be trusted. We've all known that for years. So all this expose does is really give us the clarity to nod at each other and, and basically confirm what we've, what we've all known deep down for years and years and years. However, what I'm curious to know is if this will affect the general population, the population of U.S. citizens, and there still are, are a lot of them, who don't really pay attention to politics or pay attention to media bias. 
the ones who will turn CNN on casually and think that because it's a news network, it must be somehow newsworthy. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not criticizing the general population who thinks this way, but what I am saying is they're the ones who need to see this expose. But my question is, will they? Because James O'Keefe has already been labeled as a right-wing journalist. YouTube doesn't really promote conservative content all that much. In fact, as we've seen in the past year and a half to two years, they've made an increased effort to censor more conservatives' uh, videos from showing up on the main page. Uh, unless, of course, you subscribe to them. Um, and even then, it's hard to see content. Um, and I, I doubt very many local news outlets will play the information, even the more conservative one, even the more conservative ones, depending on where you're at. And that's the problem. We already know that CNN is bad, but does the general population, does the average, everyday, apolitical citizen really care? They're the ones who need to see this video, but if they're not the ones being persuaded by this, then what difference is it going to make? And not to, no pun intended there with Hillary Clinton, but seriously, what difference is it going to make if the average low-information, non-politically active citizen doesn't see this tape. Now you could say, well Sam, you need to send it to people in your family and in your friend circle who are liberal and try and get them to watch it. And yeah, we we could do that. But chances are they're either going to just delete the message because it comes from your right-wing buddy. Or they'll assume that the video was somehow heavily edited, like they've assumed with uh, James's video in the past, and they'll try to make an argument out of that instead. So, I'm not... I guess I'm not criticizing O'Keefe or anything. Don't misunderstand. I'm just not sure whether or not the video will be effective. And that's what I want to know from you folks. Uh, will the video be effective at actually getting more and more average everyday Americans to pay attention to CNN more closely? And uh, maybe hurt their reputation in the process. Let me know, comment on the American Watchman Facebook page and comment on the Woodford Report Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter at SMW underscore NGC. Hashtag WA Podcast. And folks, I want to thank you for joining me tonight on the Whitfield Report. Wherever you are, whenever you're listening, have a great day.
or a great evening, good night, good day, God bless, and God save this great nation. Thank you.